0: Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, yesterday afternoon, we talked about our best 17 of guys that didn't quite reach their potential in the NRL, and we went through our backline. If you haven't listened to that yet, go back and have a listen to it. We dropped it yesterday afternoon. Just, you know, we had one to seven, then we had two backs on the bench. So nine players that they could have been absolutely anything in rugby league. And now we've got eight forwards. So we've got our starting pack and then two guys we picked on the bench that could have been absolutely anything. In the front row, we went with Dave Taylor, the Coltrane. Um, His career was unbelievable. Started at the Broncos, moved to South Sydney, moved to the Gold Coast, all over the place. and. Showed little glimpses of a just unbelievable ability. He he was the, you know, no one else was the size of Dave Taylor. And at times he would show you skills that halfbacks would be yourself. He was just an incredible footballer. He couldn't find it consistently, though, unfortunately. Um, he had a lot of a lot of troubles during his NRA career. A lot of coaches tried to get the very best out of Dave, and at times, when he was playing well, he was unbelievable. There was no one else like Dave Taylor. But consistently, the train, he just couldn't put it together. Um, I remember, you know, he did play Queensland Origin for a game or two there. He was strong there, but he still couldn't get the very best out of him. He's, he's always going to be on that highlight reel of... Um, South Sydney when they beat the Roosters on the Bell, uh, you can take me now. He throws a brilliant pass in that play. Another try, I remember where he? Um, it was about twenty metres out, and he threw it on his toe on a grubber, and he, you know, he he out sprints the fullback to get there. Just an absolute freak, Dave Taylor, and I'm not sure if we'll ever see another player like him. I certainly hope we do, but I'm not sure if we will. Dave Taylor, a one in a million footballer. The other the other front rower I've got partnered with him was a New Zealand Warriors. Just an absolute freak. Uh, Paglioceno, if you remember him from the early 2000s, I think he went over to England. He had a decent career over there, but I don't think he's appreciated for how good he was when he was in the NRL. I'm not sure if I've ever seen someone run a ball harder. Paglioceno was just something else. He would, just an absolute wrecking ball. He was sort of Talmalolo, but dare I say more explosive. He couldn't go for as long as he had a much smaller engine, but... When he was going, there was no one harder to stop. There would be guys bouncing and falling off him left, right, and centre. He had a good little offload in him, and he had some really good pace. When he did get through the line, he was near impossible to stop. A sensational footballer who went over to England, had a, had a decent career over there, as I said. But I think the early 2000s, if you go back and watch the New Zealand Warriors, he was unbelievable when he was playing. Had all the potential in the world. Didn't quite go on to have the career that you know we probably expected him to, but... Such a talented footballer, such a talented athlete for his size. My hooker, I had a few options here, and I had guys like Travis Waddell. I had um, uh, Purcell that was, sorry, Parcell that was playing at the Manly Seagulls a few years ago. There's one guy that really stands out for me, and I watched him play a lot of Toyota Cup, and I just thought, wow, this kid's going to be incredible. And that was Michael Leacher. I watched him at the Sharks play under-20s, and he just blew them away. He was the best running nine in that comp by far and away, he was sensational. He was like a little Damien Cook, and people laugh at that that didn't get to see him in Toyota Cup, but I'm telling you, if you didn't see him, you don't understand how good he was. He got to first grade, he went over to Canterbury, and Desi Hasler, Dean Pay, all these guys, they just seemed to tell him, do not run. And there was a couple of games here at the end of the season, uh, at the end of seasons where the Bulldogs were, you know, they were gone skin. you saw Leacher run, and he was so destructive. I don't understand what the coaches were doing with him there. I think he's now playing in uh, Bundy Cup or something or in, in New South Wales Cup. or I I think he's in the grade below now, to be honest with you. But when he was in Toyota Cup at the Sharks, he looked like he was going to be an absolute superstar of our game. He still went on to play, you know, 60 or 70 1st grade games, I assume, but never even got close to the potential Michael Leacher should have. He was a real talent that, to me, was just wasted by poor coaching in the NRL. In the back row, uh, I'm not sure if this one I should have him here or not, but I think in the NRL he didn't reached 10% of his potential, and that's Ali Lawatiti. Um, Described as the Michael Jordan of Rugby League, he could do things that other players couldn't even dream of. He was Sonny Bill before Sonny Bill arrived. The offloading ability that Ali had was simply incredible. He was an absolute superstar. The New Zealand Warriors let him go in 2003, I believe, and to this day, I still think it's the biggest mistake the New Zealand Warriors have ever made and will ever make. Arlie went over and played with Leeds, I believe, in England, had a great career over there, won a couple, won a couple of comps over there. But if he would have stayed in the NRL, Arlie could have been anything. He was the sort of guy that, you know, the optics coming out of the Warriors was that they thought that he didn't overly care about the Warriors, he didn't care about training, working hard. But from all the players I've spoken to, I had Clinton Torpy on the podcast last year, and he sort of said, look, Arlie was just misunderstood. He cared about winning, he cared about training, but he was very blase, and that's just the way Ali was, but he always performed. And the New Zealand Warriors, I think they were trying to move away from that sort of uh, relaxed, sort of throw-the-ball-around culture, so they let Ali go. But, mate, he would have been the face of that franchise for a long time. He would have been a favourite in New Zealand, and he would have been one of the better players we've ever seen, in my opinion. A sensational athlete, a sensational footballer, had all the skills in the world. Such a big loss to the NRL, in my opinion. The other man to partner him is a guy that didn't get as much fanfare, but he's a guy that I watched come through. He came through the Roosters system. Uh, he ended up at South a few years ago. Uh, Anthony Cherrington, a second rower, that he could just do everything, Chero. He was sensational. He's a guy that uh, he played a handful of first-grade games, always had injuries, always had troubles, but he was a really talented footballer that I would have in, in this side every day of the week. He's probably the one that gets the least fanfare out of all these guys, but Chero, he was a proper footballer. Came through... Uh, in the same sort of area as I did in the eastern suburbs, and he was sensational. He could have been absolutely anything. My um, lock forward, I went with Simon Dwyer from the West Tigers. Uh, we all know how that in, uh, career ended, unfortunately. A bit like Taniela Tawaki. Uh, had all the potential in the world playing at the Tigers and just sort of, I don't know, it sort of flew under the radar how Simon Dwyer went out of our game. But, you know, I'll never forget 2010 against the Sydney Roosters at the Fo- Sydney Football Stadium. It's the night that Brayton Aster kicks that field goal. And Simon Dwyer, he just leveled. Jared Ria is one of the best shoulder charges you will see. It was a it was a match-turning moment. It was massive. Simon Dwyer, a guy that he could have done anything in rugby league, didn't quite live up to his potential injury, unfortunately cut his career short. On my bench, I've got Carl Faliga. Now, this is a guy that he was playing at the Cronulla Sharks, and he was meant to be an absolute superstar, sort of a second rower or a center. He sort of was very similar to a Sonny Bill Williams sort of appearance. And I read a stat about him the other day that I, I believe the 11 minutes of first grade games he played, it cost the Cronulla Sharks something like 100k per minute over his whole career. Uh, he didn't end up living up to you know the potential that he had, but I'll tell you what, if you saw him play, which I've only seen really brief highlights of him, but he just looked like he could have been absolutely anything, a guy that I really liked that... You know, we all thought was going to be a superstar and just didn't quite live up to it at the Sharkies. I'm actually not really sure where he's ended up since, to be honest with you, but he came in as the next Sonny Bill. He looked like he was going to be an absolute superstar. The other man on my bench is a guy that he sort of floated around the NRL for the last 10 years, and some people rate him, some people don't. I think he was a really good front rower, and that's Luke Page. Now, Luke Page um, was best known when the PNG team was running around in World Cup a few years ago. He was playing for them as the you know they used to call him the... um, the White Kummel, and he was just a terrier in the front row. I believe he was playing up there at Burley, and every single time I saw him play, he was just sensational, and everyone was sort of sitting around going, when is this guy going to make the NRL? When's it going to happen? He played a couple of games here and there, but I don't think you ever really saw his best in the NRL. He's a guy that I think could have had a really long NRL career. There's not many guys that run a ball like him. I'm not really sure why. He didn't kick on in the NRL, it's hard to say, but but Luke Page, he's the last man in this team for me of guys that were massive underachievers. And as I said, I'm not bagging any of these guys. You know, injuries and whatnot, they happen. But these guys, they just had the rare potential that a lot of guys can only dream of. As I said at the start of the podcast yesterday and today, this was an extremely difficult thing to do. I've got 17 there, but as I said, everyone would be able to tell me another two or three guys from their club that we could happily add in here. So much talent in the NRL. And I mean, even just while I've been sitting here, I've, you know, I've just sort of another 10 or so names that I could have had in this side quite happily. I mean, Bill Tupu, he was a sensation. The Fish, Glenn Fisciani from the New Zealand Warriors, he was massive. Uh, Jackson Hastings is another one. He came in with all the potential in the world. He dominated junior footy. Didn't quite live up to it. You had Richie Williams, and George Illawarra. Uh, Nathan Gardner from the Cronulla Sharks, he absolutely lit it up when he came into first grade. Anthony Tupu started at the Roosters so strong. Won a grand final in 04 sorry, sorry, lost a grand final in 04, played for Australia, played for the Blues, but didn't quite live up to it up there. A more modern guy is James Seguiaro. He had all the ability in the world, just bounced around from club to club, never really found a home, never really owned a nine jersey wherever he was. Another forward, you know, Tom Leroy Lars down at Canberra. He went to the Storm for a little bit. He was an absolute sensation. Rugby League, we have so much ability in our game, but... You know, we have had a culture of, you know, having a bit of a party scene to our game. So, you know, a lot of guys get distracted, they get sent off the rails. A lot of guys just have injuries and it ends their career in an instant. I mean, this is why these guys are out here trying to get the most money they can for each contract. That's why loyalty is almost dead because it's a short career span and you have to try and take advantage of it. It was really tough picking this side. I got the backs that I dropped yesterday. Go back and have a listen to that. The forwards that I dropped today, some absolute sensations that as a rugby league fan, I wish they all would have played 15 years and I could have enjoyed their careers and see them live up to their complete potential, which could have been absolutely anything.